Good old Miller Lite. Got you it. know, it never disappoints. It never does. <laughs> check, check, check. <clears throat> It's like this choir of angels, and then all of a sudden these demons come in. Listen and do. That's right. I do tend to explode only one by myself. What's the big deal? She touched a man's trash can. Band of heathens. Right now, I'm committing a special That's a real group. References. Felony. Allegedly. It's bullshit. bullshit. He's the mole, dude. He's got the mole in the face of his cock, dude. He's fucking home like a hole. Mom, you are a horrible human being. You know what? Why don't you die from breast cancer or something? No, you take that back. That's usually, it's, hey, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. I'm also a woman. But in the event of an emergency, your regular exit might not be the quickest or safest way out. Hey, emergency exit is painted on. That's right. Now is the time to open your mind. In our search for the unknown, like who knows jar. what we will find? This is Emergency Exit in a Mason Jar. This is episode 68. Today is Monday, March 12, 2018. Happy birthday, little brother. That's right. We are broadcasting to you. Say birthday first. Happy birthday to my little brother. <laughs> We are broth Anniversary of the day took I mean, his first it, one. It, it would be the right. first day that he took his very first breath, right. so it kind of works. Breath Damn it. It still works, Los. That's right. <laughs> and uh, we are broadcasting to you from our floating mason <laughs> jar. <laughs> Far above the world in this new mason jar. That's right. Upgraded. Got more room? It had so much room yeah. in here, man. It's pretty good. Well, depending on the size of the mason jar. It's a big Bigger than no, the big one. It's a big one. Guarantee. I mean, both mason jars and tin cans can be multiple sizes. They, they're like the square big one. Because, gotcha. you know, one. like when you work at a restaurant, you get those massive fucking tin cans of like sauces and, and or olives or whatever. <laughs> yeah, don't. Right. You have to use the Fire. big crank to... Right, like, yeah, yeah, man. True. The number five cans. Is that hash what brown called? is what... Yeah, they have a number five. Hash will know what that means. Well, welcome back All to right. the show. I am your host, Lois. With me, as always, is Nick the Passion Rider and Buckingham. Brandon the Hard Hat Mitchell. hey That's right. Well, this week on the show, we play the hit song of the summer. Nick tells us a story. Later, we will discuss <laughs> the human phenomenon known as sleep paralysis. We dug deep for this one. Have you ever woken up from a slumber with a tightness in your chest? Is it hard to breathe? Perhaps your muscles and your mind separate and you remain in a state of numbness. Paralysis, if you will. Does it scare you? <laughs> if you can will, you, is that why they call it that? Well, <laughs> well no, sometimes when I wake up, there's a tightness, and I can't breathe in my chest. It's usually because my cat is laying on it. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what they yeah. say? Cats sleep on the chest and try to steal the breath out of... Oh, then she's stolen all my breath. She oh, stole took your, your breath away. Breath oh, away. there it is. There it is. <laughs> well, can you control it? Can, does it scare you? No, no. Maybe if you wake up. Maybe it does. This week, we will ask why we sleep, why we dream, and what happens when we sleep. We will share intimate stories told by listeners, and we'll get the, the real deal about this eerie effect. Uh, we are ready to tackle this thirsty topic. Well, speaking mm, of thirsty, thirsty. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Who saw that coming? <laughs> Before we play the best song you will ever hear this year about beer, let's check on the Brew World Order. It's the time to go, yeah? 
Oh, come it's on. I'll let you do it. All right, listener Darren from St. Louis emailed in and said, Hey guys, I love the show. I'm a relatively new listener. Found y'all on the Austin Facial Hair Club podcast. I'm a bearder myself and part of the St. Louis Mustache uh, and Beard Club. Awesome, awesome. One of my favorite bits is the Brew World Order. I was wondering why you only do local Austin beers and really nothing from anywhere else. Because we're Go ahead. Uh, based out of Austin. Yeah. I was about to say we're Austinites, but you and I are transplants, so that wouldn't quite have been interesting. But as of now, Austin. And there's like a ton of four breweries. and a half million fucking local breweries. That's um, right. So there's plenty to choose from. Just to answer your question, not just, to be an ass. And that's uh, no perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's just Darren. fine. And the beer I usually enjoy every day, and especially when I listen, is and I know it's gonna sound this weird. Back and to lame. The email. This is him saying Yeah, this is okay. him saying this. He goes, I know it's gonna sound weird and lame, but before you judge, taste it. Uh, it's sort of a local brewery to me, and I give it five. That's right. And that's Darren from St. Louis. So well, that's pretty high praise. That's right. I mean, I don't know enough about Darren to know his so, taste, so five to him could could be, like, really impressive. Or So uh, I kept a secret from Nick Ryder and uh, Brandon, the hard hat, although I have a England hard hat to Reddit already. But what what is it? Oh, jeez. You sack of fucking Bud Light Lime. Um, <laughs> Hey, these cans are kind of sexy, though. Look at, look uh, at that's these. a bottle. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> I know we were talking about tin cans, but this is glass bottle. There's wow. quite a difference. So, a uh, Bud Light Lime made by Anheuser-Busch in St. Louis, Missouri. And Hauser-Busch. So, uh, and Hauser. <laughs> and Hauser-Busch. Get it? Hauser-Busch. Uh, God, you fuckers. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, Bud Light Lime is brewed from using a combination now, of barley malts, uh, barley malts, non-malted cereal grains, subtle hopping, and a natural lime flavor. Cereal grains like Lucky Charms? Yeah, dude. They put so, like I think they put like breakfast uh, cereal. But the lame what do you mean? Ones, they subtle, put the leftover uh, pots of like gold. Corn flakes. They have to like oh, scoop all right. up all the all the marshmallows. Yeah, they sweep <laughs> up off the floor of the yeah. factory. <laughs> if it's meat, it's hot dogs. If it's cereal, it's all Bud right, Light. Let's yeah. go ahead and chink, Here we go. Let's chink to that. That's what? Chink to, uh, excuse oh, me. he's oh. on fire. Racial today. slurs, racial hey, slurs. I'm more Asian than any of y'all. All right, let's drink it. <laughs> All right. Mm. You know what? This could use Ooh. like some Bloody Mary mix. That'd be awesome. I gotta say, I, I like that more than Bud Light. All right, it's better than Bud Light. Let's see. The, uh, I was about to ask Darren, not that you're on the phone with us or anything, but out of all of the products that the Budweiser, the Anheuser-Busch oh, quality company makes, why this one? Well, you know, I This is would, his jam. Is this like his shower beer when he gets home from I work? I would imagine that he would have wrote in and said something to the effect <laughs> that his father used to love Budweiser. Grew up just Budweiser everywhere, right? All the all the good, cool, old stuff that they have, their uh, advertisements. And then he would always buy limes with his Bud Light, or and he would put it into his Bud Light, and it would become Bud Light Lime. And whenever this came out, I bet you this is how it went, that his dad was like, I'm going to try this. And he said it just tastes exactly like having the lime in there without having that pesky old lime in there, without the pulp. Maybe he hated pulp. That's probably why. Mm. Yeah, it, sorry. If you don't like pulp, like I can't trust you. If I you do don't like, like pulp? You, yeah, if you don't like I, pulp. I like pulp. Yeah. Good point. <clears throat> All right, but, you, point, but, you, but like you the like extra it. pulp, yeah, or like if you ever had aloe vera juice. Oh, it's aloe juice. Yeah, they make the juice out of aloe vera. The taste is fucking great. However, it's almost a solid. There's so much pulp in Do it. Do you it's use that cool. if you eat something and like burn your insides? Uh, maybe like if you 
if you didn't wait for the pizza to cool and you burnt your tongue, just drink Top a bottle of, of aloe vera juice. Uh, no, it's actually really good and good for you. It's just like work? 90% pulp. It's crazy, like, mm. how much fucking pulp is in that thing. You need a spoon almost. Do you? Is that for real? Like, if you have something like... No, no, it's, it's awesome. not. It's just, it's just a juice. <laughs> be awesome. Um, I mean, I guess maybe I would assume that it keeps some of its properties, but it's not like still in sap form. So yeah. All right. So okay. Uh, anyway, back to Bud Light. Yeah, back to it. We... Can anyone tell me what the alcohol by volume is? It says right here on the bottle, actually. Four point three. Uh, uh, very close. Yes. Four point two is the answer. Oh. 2. And that's uh, a little higher than like a three, and uh, a little lower than a, a five. Really? Is that where that sits? Observation <laughs> that how that works. Award of the uh, year. The Man, first, you were good at math, huh? It's not the first time I made that joke, by the way. All right, Nick Ryder, taste. What do you think? Drinkability and your rating. Talk a little bit about it. What do you think? Um, taste is, it's like really, really mild. Like there's not, not a lot of flavor really at all. It is like. It's incredibly – I could see this being uh, if you work outside, manual labor or something, uh, hot sun all day, this would be fucking amazing because it's like really light, refreshing, cooling, mm. and there's not there's not a taste that's not heavy. Like, you know, a lot of beers would be heavy or a lot of flavor kind of weigh you down. Like, mm-hmm. You'd want this – exactly this I could see after a long uh, day in the oh, sun. Oh, dude, totally. This like, is totally something you can just drink at the pool all day I mean, day you could long. chug oh, yeah. this in no time because it's it's, it's it's there's good. not a lot of substance. And I well, don't like mean you, that like, in a bad way. It's like like the taste. There's not there's not like any traction to it. You just no. taste it and then you wash it down it's like, and it's gone. Basically, yeah, it washes clean with some with some lime. Almost yeah. a transparent taste and then a bit of lime as it as it's going what down. If they your throw a tiny little touch of mint in there too with it, That'd be which I am a fan cool. of mint. So, um, I guess in that regard, like. In the world of beers overall, it's it's definitely not going to be way up there. But, I mean, I do love me a good shower beer, and I mm-hmm. like lighter. This is a good shower this beer. This is like a fucking yeah. perfect good shower cool beer. beer. Okay. A good water beer. Yeah. It is mostly beer. Uh, this, this is, is definitely a too much, kind of beer. too much sun type of beer, for yeah, sure. Yeah. So I'm going to go straight down. The, I'm going to give it a three. So I think Solid three. Solid three, because it's got a whole lot of redeeming qualities, but... In the world, like the overarching world of beer. What would you rate Miller Lite? Oh, Miller Lite's my five, baby. That's your five? <laughs> it's not even close. So what That's if Miller Lite made a M- Miller Lite lime? Miller Lite with lime? Oh, I would man. have to try. I don't know, man. You can't fuck with perfection. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hardhead, what do you think about this beer? Man, it's it's very drinkable. I enjoy it. And uh, funny how you were describing, you know, day out in the sun working. That described most of my day. Maybe that's why I'm digging on this so good. Like, right. it's, I just keep drinking it, and it's it's really good. It cleans up really well. Um, let's it's see. As like far as rating-wise, that's that's a tough one because it's it's very drinkable, but that doesn't mean it's good. Yeah, it doesn't you know mean what I mean? So it, but I so I want to rate it high, like maybe a four, but I think I'm gonna gonna reel it in a little bit. I'm gonna say a, a two point nine. Two point nine. Yeah. Well, see, Somewhere. I'm on the other spectrum where I do enjoy it more than I like uh, any other lighter beer. Um, I do like. It's really just easy, easy drinking. It's Absolutely. Easy drinkable. Uh, I could drink this. Uh, I don't know about the lime aspect. It's a little too limey. Um, well, are you little, British now? It's a little oh, too limey. Little limey. Bastards, some fucking prats. <laughs> um, and totally think uh, I'll give this at least a three. So I'll give it a three point. Three, 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 oh, three, three. Man, we were all okay. like right in that same window. 
And, that, and Darren now will never listen to us again. I know, right? And we're going to have threatening letters. So that is the Brew World Order, y'all. Thank you for listening. Now, rock. <sighs> it's the Brew World Order. So Nick and I, Nick and I, Los and Nick, we wrote a song. It's a hit summer song of the year. It is the, the biggest song of the year. The biggest hit. Um in this apartment complex. It's called A Whiskey and a Beer. <laughs> it's about to come on here any second. Uh, anything you'd like to say about it real quick? Um, Tell me about your writing process, both of you guys. We got here. I said, oh. here's a song. We got to fucking do. Turn that down. There we go. A whiskey and a beer. Gotta think of a band name now. Whiskey Hollis. Or you know, he could be called whiskey and I'll be called beer. You know, oh, whiskey no rider. Promise, no <laughs> beer Los. Beer Bennett. <laughs> beer Bennett. Whis- whiskey rider. Beer Bennett. I've been called worse. But it, it needs to be whiskey. R I D E R. Right, 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 right. Waiting on that bass to just take me for a walk. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> I got my walking shoes on. Good. I'm ready. You're gonna need them. This fucking thing. Walk you to the moons somehow. <laughs> a nice uh, professional session guy. We came in to play the solo on this. Yeah. It's expensive. Oh, so this wasn't the uh, was it uh, George Harrison? No, no. What are you talking about no. He wanted to do this stupid slide shit. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, get the fuck out of here. Go back to death. <laughs> Said, there's the door, sir. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. See that bass line starting to move around a bit. <laughs> Stretching out there. You just have little shot glasses you wave back and forth like that. Whiskey and a beer. That's right. Whiskers and a beard. Whiskers and a beard. <laughs> That's the Weird Al version. Whiskey and a beard. Whiskey and a beard. Whiskey and a beard.
That's right. Not too shabby, my man. Makes, Thanks, right? makes me feel good job. inside. That's our, uh, you, make, you make the song time. awesome. All right. That's a shit. Nick, you got a little story before we get into the mystic? I do got a story. Um, I currently have a, a cousin in town visiting. You got to meet him Friday. That's right. My Handsome cousin Patrick double. down from uh, Seattle. Yeah. Um, and so we were hanging out yesterday, uh, Miss Passion and Patrick and I. Mrs. Passion. Mrs. Passion. You're correct. Sorry. <laughs> Fucked up my own life's title. And uh, we got some lunch. We're hanging out. And I'm like, okay, what are we going to do today? And he has wanted to do the Dazed and Confused tour because it's one of his favorite movies of all time. That's right. And he's like, how Dazed often? Dazed and Confused tour? How yeah. often am I going to get to Austin? So he's already like already took it upon himself to look up addresses to all the specific locations from the movie mm-hmm. and had them all ready. So we spent the afternoon yesterday going around. Like we found the high school and we the found baseball like baseball fields, yeah. Uh, the the right, the kids' right. house where the cake right. got delivered too early where the party was supposed to be <laughs> and you know, made oh. our jokes about what we need to do is buy it and then charge people to sit upstairs in the bedroom and take a bunch of bong rips <laughs> like they do in the movie. <laughs> Shit like that, you know. And we had a good time. Uh we were everything is up north, like North Lamar, Burnett Avenue. Except for the high school, is quite a ways south. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, fuck, the baseball diamond. That's like a big scene. Mm-hmm. We have to go up there. So then we cruise back up north to find the baseball diamond, which is in north. I want to say it's like Northwest it's, Park or something. Yeah, Northwest. It's right off Burnet. Yeah. I know where it's at. Um, <laughs> and so we were there, and we parked the lot, and you had to walk quite a ways down to the diamond. And on the way, we saw this thing. Like, there are trees all around. And we saw, like, a campfire, and we're like, oh, that's kind of weird. But their house is right there. Someone's doing a little fire pit in their backyard or something. And we go, and we, he takes his pictures of the baseball diamond, and we try to stand where they stood in the movie and heck, pretend we're heckling Mitch Kramer on the pitcher's mound. And oh, that. wow. And so we're walking back, and Laura looks over and notices that the fire is not contained. It has spread significantly oh. Oh, since no. we walked by the first time. Oh, wow. I'm like, okay, so this is, like, in the tree belt. So mm-hmm. it was like where we were by the restrooms and then like a sh- quite a steep incline of trees that go up to where the houses were, like the backyard of the houses. Because you have to cross that bridge, right? Are you talking it's on that side, if I'm remembering correctly? Uh, we didn't have to go across the bridge, no. Okay. But um, anyway, so we call the fire department and they're explaining to them what's going on. And while she's on the phone with the fire department, there's we hear this voice behind us like, are you talking to the fire department? We turn around and there's this like, creepy crazy dude with his bicycle the bicycle has grocery bags hanging all over it he's got a helmet on at least he's safe being true, safe true. being very safe we're like yeah we're on the phone with the fire department right now like, okay good a, bit a lot thanks uh, you know thanks for doing that i'm like uh, sure you're welcome weird guy and then he's like there's a shed right up there too so we need to catch it before it gets to that shed and we're like Want to go to that okay, shed with me? I think I kind of, <laughs> I think I can kind of say sure. And two German shepherds were like, "Okay, wait, what?" And as we turned around, he is like walking off with his bike, and then he tries to hop on it mid stride and falls over. It's like really comedic, kind of funny, and then he picks it up. He's like scurrying away really fast. I'm like, what in the fuck was that all about? How does he know <laughs> specifically two German shepherds? Yeah. And um. Like, that's kind of weird. And then the when the fire department shows up, since it's up in the trees, they have to just get their water cans and run up there. Like, oh, they obviously shit. can't get to it with a truck at all. And they get up there, and we can hear them talking, and they're like, someone's fucking living up here. Oh, and we yeah. put it all together. Fucking dude with the bike must have been living up there. Yeah. 
and I somehow accidentally set his own like oh, temporary home on fire. That's how we knew about the shed and the so two he was just German shepherds. it off, yeah. <laughs> and fucking that's why he was like, "Oh, thanks for calling the fire you department." See, you said he was like really like creepy looking. He was an odd looking dude. Yeah. For some reason, in my mind, I'm picturing um, the uh, Jethro Tull uh, Aqualung that oh, album cover. Oh, I'm picturing cover, that. Yeah. I'm picturing Except him with a bicycle and a helmet. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it was weird because he came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. To talk My and home. surprise the shit out of us. And then, like, scurried off really quick with his bike, obviously. Oh, yeah, people, quick. Yeah. So, anyway, it's just kind of fucking weird that we prevented a fire. Because it's, like, in a giant tree line. And it was super windy last night. Mm-hmm. And then all the homes right there. So, we're like, yay, Damn. we saved a whole bunch of homes from this fire. But also, who the fuck is with this crazy, <laughs> mythical, supernatural homeless man? I don't know, that man. obviously set this fucking fire. What uh, what creeps you out more? Him or the... The horse pig dog thing that you saw. Oh, definitely horse pig. <laughs> a horse pig. <laughs> Although, I mean, supernatural pig. homeless man is kind of weird. Yeah. Be but careful. horse pig. Horse pig. Did anybody crazy. else see him other than in your small little isolated group? Did he even uh, really no. exist? We don't know because yeah. he fucking vanished, man, yeah, vanished. after his fall. Which, like, it, I I don't know. That was funny. I could see that in a Monty Python movie or something. <laughs> like, he vanished. Just tried to jump on and, like, completely crashed. And then got up and kept scurrying really well, that's fast. That's why he has like, a helmet. Yeah, that <laughs> exactly why he needed a helmet. So, anyway, uh, it was cool. I never would have thought to do the Days of Confused tours, so that was fun. But then, yeah. you know, it ended, our evening ended with a fire and a magical disappearing homeless man. <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was kind of a fun story. Awesome. Well, yeah, awesome. share my supernatural. All right, we're live. All right. Imagine, if you will, a nice peaceful sleep. You've been asleep all through the night, and the waking hour is fast approaching. As you feel yourself start to awaken from your slumber, you find your eyes open and notice a dark, shadowy figure floating just above you. Startled, you try to pop up and out of bed, only to find that you can't move. You cannot move. You feel the shadowy figure sitting on your chest, pinning you to the bed. Your arms are limp. Being unable to even wiggle your toes, this is downright terrifying feel yourself start to sweat. It becomes hard to breathe. Then, just like that, you jerk fully awake, <gasps> left wondering, what the what fuck the was that? What the fuck? If this has ever happened to you, you may already know what this is. If not, it could very well be an episode of sleep paralysis. What is it? What causes it? Is there a medical diagnosis of this phenomena? That's what we're here to discuss today when we go into the mystic. All right. On the phone with us today is Eve from Florida, who... Apparently has lived with sleep paralysis for about 20 years. Oh. Think about that, guys. 20 years experiencing oh something like that. <laughs> That's a long time. Maybe not necessarily on a nightly basis, but just the fact that it's happened over that amount of time. Uh, Eve, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. So 20 years sleep paralysis. Just 
sum that up just real briefly. What, how has this affected your, your concept of sleep? Um, it's gotten progressively less terrifying, ter- terrifying over the years, but it's, uh, it's every, every single night is terrifying. So, I mean, if you can picture not wanting to go to bed because you know something terrible is going to happen to you, so I've experienced, like, bouts of insomnia and stuff for, for a long time just because I, I don't want to go to bed. You know, it's, it's, a, it's right. a scary experience, so why even bother? You know, so I'd rather, you know, sacrifice my awake self, you know, and, and deal with the, the struggle of being exhausted um, than actually going to bed. Wow. So is it, I mean, it's not happening every night. You just never know when it's going to happen. And so you, you're scared every night. So it happens, um, multiple times a week. Um, but not necessarily every night. Right. So sometimes I might get lucky and I might actually get like a, a good night rest, but that's, that's like one in seven, you know, one in seven days that happens doesn't happen very often. Um, oh the sleep paralysis happens more often than it doesn't. Wow. Hmm. So what happens during your sleep paralysis? Um, normally, you know, it's hard to get to bed, generally speaking, but um, what happens is uh, I'll drift to sleep and then I'll kind of, it feels like I wake up in shock, but it also feels like I'm still sleeping. So somehow I might be able to, a lot of times I feel like I'm able to, open my eyes while I'm in bed and then um, I might see something in the corner or feel some sort of presence um, you know lurking in the shadows what have you and um, and then it's kind of like total shock so you feel like your adrenaline pumping you feel like you know absolute terror like you need to leave like some you're in danger but you can't move oh my and does this, does this part really scare you Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, I want to say it's one of the most terrifying things that I have experienced. You know, if if you feel like you're in danger at any point in your life and you're completely helpless, I mean, that's that's what it feels like. Hmm. So as far as, like, what what sleep paralysis is, like, I mean, anybody can look it up and it's just going to vaguely say sleep paralysis is... Something like the feeling of being awake while you're asleep but not being able to move. Just something vague like that, very general. But if, if you had to sum it up, if you had to explain to somebody who, who didn't know what it was, uh, how, how would you break that down to, uh, to somebody? I think it would uh, uh, come down to like explaining it in a way that would sound like a, kind of like an 80s horror movie. So like you're being chased by – I don't know, Mike Myers or whatever, but you're cornered and you can't do anything about it and you kind of just know what's going to happen. That's what, kind of what it feels like. You have absolutely no way to help yourself. You know, like you might be, I don't know, cornered or in a secluded place, you know, and you know something terrible is going to happen to you. And then, like, does it just last a certain amount of time and then kind of fade away, or how do you... Well, it's weird. It feels like it lasts a really long time, but generally speaking, I mean, I've used those like Fitbits and apps and stuff where they track your sleep patterns and how much you move Mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, And generally these events uh, usually only last, uh, I want to say a couple seconds, 
maybe a minute oh, long okay. tops, but it feels like it's like hours oh, sure. long. I imagine so, yeah. And then, but then when you get out of it, um, do you just like the paralysis part kind of lifts and you can move again, or do you uh, drift back off to sleep and then wake up able to move? Like, is there a separation between paralysis and mobility, or do you just eventually kind of break free? Um, so I think as the years have passed, I've been able to kind of try and slip back into sleep. Um, but ultimately, even if I slip back into sleep, I wake up again and I'm paralyzed. Um, so eventually oh, really? I just have to shock myself out of it, you know, by like twitching some sort of, you know, extremity, like a finger or something. And you kind of just have to force your way out of it. I mean, I've noticed that there is kind of like a key... Um, I guess it intertwines with um, like lucid dreaming and stuff. So absolutely, if if I do end up if I have sleep paralysis and then I try and drift myself back to sleep. So if I uh, if I realize okay this is sleep paralysis, I just have to relax and breathe, and eventually I'll fall asleep again. Then I kind of drift into this lucid dreaming state um, where I can kind of control how my dreams move forward, and I'm aware of the dream state. Um, but most of the time I'm too freaked out. So I just kind of force myself to wake up. Right. Okay. And then as you start moving extremities, does the dark figure, the, the vision like just disappear? Is that kind of like break the spell or whatever? Yeah, pretty much. However to say it. Okay. Cool. That's crazy. <clears throat> We're going to get a little bit into lucid dreaming here at the end of this segment here for just a tad. Because it is uh, something that it's you can related. Over, yeah, definitely related to this topic here. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, thank you for saying that there and uh, speaking Thanks for that. Thanks sharing with us. Um, Brandon, read yeah, about uh, what is sleep paralysis. Yeah, um, well, I mean, like I said, you can basically look it up and it's just going to give you that, you know, oh, it's the feeling of being unconscious and unable to move when you think you're awake. Uh, it's very vague. Um, uh, yeah, totally. But, but it's, uh, it's estimated that up to 8% of the population, men and women, uh, usually equally affected, um, have this. And, you know, when I was kind of reaching out and doing some research on this, I found there's quite a few of like people that I know personally that have experienced it. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it's actually, uh, that I found it's, it's more common than you would think, but nobody, nobody talks about it. You know, how often do people talk about their dreams or like anything sleep related? So right. it kind of makes sense. So it's not maybe necessarily that it's taboo, but just, Nobody, nobody wants to talk about something like that, and maybe they are a little, maybe. Uh, well, I don't know. Eve, is it is like, is this something that you talk about with your with your friends? Does, does anybody close to you know that you experienced this? Um, not until recently. It uh, it kind of comes off as weird to people, um, especially if you mention seeing things. I mean, that's a huge red flag to most people. They're like, sure. oh, if you see things, you know, that's that's not right. Something's not right with that person. Um, like, so, this is weird. I don't want to have know, this conversation. I mean, yeah. In my wake so state, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty normal. But um, when it comes to sleep, I mean, I don't really speak to a lot of people about it uh, just because I think it has a lot of negative connotation and a lot of people tie it into, like, um, you know, waking disorders and they might think that, you know, you have some pro some kind of issue um, or they might tie it to, like, schizophrenia or something odd like that. Mm -hmm. Sure. When you think it could just be somebody suffers from just sleep paralysis, there's no other uh, outstanding condition present. Is that is that right, what you're exactly. getting at? 
Okay. Yeah, because uh, even along my research of those, you know, eight, eight, that eight percent of the population, uh, what I was reading, only experiences it like once, you know, and probably never ever again. But there are, you know, estimated it says fifteen to forty five percent that uh, will experience it throughout their life. I guess fifteen to forty five percent of that eight percent. Right. Yeah, that's where fractions get really weird. Um, fraction of a fraction, man. <laughs> man, that's like I'm pretty sure that's how you rip space time. Fractioning fractions. fractioning fractions, and then maybe you throw an exponent in there. But anyway, we're getting derailed. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a good name for a band right there. Fraction of a fraction. Fraction of – we'll come back or, to that. Or rip space and time apart. Ooh. <laughs> well, that could be the first that's hit. That's the first album. Yeah, there you go. No, no, no. That could be the greatest hits album. Let's think ahead. Guys. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Anyway, so anyway, anyway, when anyway. does it happen? When does it happen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean it's going to happen most of the time when you're falling asleep or waking up, obviously. You know, if that's going to happen. Um, and there's these fancy words. Uh, what is it? Hypnogonic? Is that, a, is that it? I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Hypnagogic. And hypnopompic. and hypno. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Los is going to have a little more on this later and, and like, why we need sleep. He's going to go over. Is that, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll get into sleep that. Sleep is very weird, man. Like, we as humans need the most of almost any other animal. Isn't that, isn't that right? I don't know. That's Maybe. A, I don't know. I, I don't never know. Cats get it. sleep a lot. No, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, case in point right there. A little kitty's <laughs> sleeping right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I've heard of – and so I even know Eve, some people that have this, and they say it's like every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Or I've known some that only had it once. Um, Eve, but I've never you, talked to anybody that's had it more frequently than okay. not. That's Yeah, when they kind of like expect it. Eve, when you like, are, are there times when you'll be able, like, when you lay down to go to sleep, where you just know, like, tonight's gonna be the night, you know, like, um, are you, is yeah, there definitely. something that I you mean, can kind of sense? That, so over the years, I've kind of learned, like, when it's gonna happen, or you know, I can't really tell all the times, but I kind of have a sure. feeling when, okay, like, this is gonna be a pretty bad night, um, and usually it's, uh, you know, if I've been experiencing a lot of stress. If I haven't slept a lot in the last few days, like if I'm having like one of those insomniac episodes where I've stayed up like two days, you know, two and a half days, something like that, um, then I kind of know. A lot of times it's uh, if I've been like, weirdly enough, if I've been using technology like excessively, like, mm -hmm. and I end up falling asleep with like my phone on me or like, you know, playing PS4 or something. I, nice. I know for a fact that that <laughs> night is going to be a bad night. Really? Mm. You, but you're sort and of putting that idea in your head, though, right? Isn't that kind of yeah, uh, say affecting it? Yeah, how much of it? this is placebo? Like, well, I just uh, noticed that it's a pattern. Yeah. So, like, when I fall asleep okay, sure. with, um, techno with technology, like, excessive technology around me, then I, it kind of triggers that state. But maybe it is placebo. I don't know. Do you mean just, just around you or like when that when that was the case? Is it that you're use like you go lay in bed and are using it like looking at your phone or playing something like right as you're going to bed or is it like if it's just around? Because it could be no, something like, with So like if you're going to bed and then like you fall like if I fall asleep with like the TV on, I'm playing PS4 and I was texting somebody and my computer's open, like there's a lot of I don't know if it's like magnetic fields or whatever but there's a lot of technology going on at, at once while i'm falling asleep mm -hmm. so it's not like i you know i play ps4 i turn it off and then i go to bed 
that that usually doesn't trigger anything. But if like I fall asleep as I'm doing all this stuff, it kind of triggers. Uh, I see. Okay. 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 What's your favorite game on the PS4? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fallout. <laughs> Fallout. All right. Okay. Is that a good one? I don't know that one. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a huge gamer. I've always liked Fallout. <laughs> I've heard of it a lot. I still have a Super Nintendo, so I'm really not the video person. Yeah, you see, I still rock an Xbox 360 here, and I don't ever play it. Portal 2, though. The cake is a lie! Arcade here in a close by. It's called Replay Arcade Museum in Tarpon. And, like, it's this huge arcade full of, like, Iron Kong, Paperboy, Mortal Kombat, all that stuff. Damn. Well, we got pinballs that's BYOB. Top that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Can you bring beards into yours? <laughs> well, there's recess down on six that's actually arcade bar. Yeah. There you uh, go. But that's downtown, man. Dirty six. Well, she doesn't know that. Six, you can. But... She doesn't have to know that. Just oh like, well, yeah, come we on, to... oh, come on down to Austin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, what does it feel like, man? Yeah. Have you experienced it before? I guess we'll get into that at the end towards the end of it yeah, later. We, there. We but what does it feel later. like? Yeah, like when when you wake up and come to it. Uh, even, oh, yeah. like people, they always like a heavy weight that they can't breathe. Um, like, have, have you oh, felt yeah, that? I, to, that, I totally like, know what you... you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like, is it like feel, a like, concentrated weight or... in the room? And then you feel like, uh, I think over the years it's changed from a heavy weight to just me acknowledging that I can't breathe. Um, okay. but I have experienced that heavy weight on your chest, you know? And the, the kind of panic, um, your chest kind of closes up. You feel like you can't breathe or you're panicking and your breaths are excessive. Okay. All right. Uh, have you ever – you mentioned, like, seeing people or whatever, and shadow people always come up. But specifically, have you ever seen the old hag? I think I did once or twice when I was younger. Um, oh. But I think that was a little placebo um, okay. because – you know, when you're when you're younger, you kind of just you don't know what's going on, and you don't have the thought of like talking to a doctor or something. So, like, right. I looked online and I uh, found that picture. I forgot what it's called. It's like a, a painting that they did. Um, I think it's called the Nightmare or something. Um, yes. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so I got into that, and then I started getting into different theories and the whole demons and hags and stuff. And so I think I psyched myself into seeing that. Like I would mm. hear her. Be whispering in my ear, stuff like that. Very susceptible to uh, to the what's going on in your own life. I'm sure it has to correlate with with. I mean, as you said, when you play your game, your PS4, you're playing some Fallout. You you just know that you're gonna. So that kind of thing mm-hmm. is going to cause it to you. And perhaps if you came into it with a different mindset, you could uh, like if before you go to bed, don't think about. That kind of thing. That well, this is going to happen. Like using technology, like what is it, like blue screen syndrome or whatever? Like that's a thing. So that, I mean, that could play into it, right? Yeah. Was kinda, right. Exactly. Kinda... There was actually a, a study done by Harvard. Uh, I think it was Harvard. Um, sure. I don't why know not? Exactly, they're, they're, but I'd believe it. Someone smart. <laughs> there was a study done with blue light emission and how it affects sleep patterns, and mm-hmm. like sleep paralysis was, uh, it was. A common factor, you know, with like extensive mm, blue light emission, people are more likely to experience that, as well as like other sleep behavior disorders and stuff. All right, and I think um, it goes also, hand in hand with other ones too. I mean, that like sure. I think over the years I've experienced other types of uh, sleep problems, 
that kind of stem from this so right um i was just gonna ask do you find it is it always when you're waking up or do you ever have it as you're drifting off uh it's always when i'm drifting off to sleep actually it's always so it's never like you wake up and have it it's like as you're falling asleep right exactly so like oh, I okay usually, it's while you're falling yeah usually i'll i'll be you know i'll be falling asleep and i'll think i had been asleep for like two or three hours but you look at the clock and it's yeah you know, it's been two minutes and you wake up and okay. it's busy like that yeah hmm. well so, no sleep for me tonight <laughs> uh, <fuck> that. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly uh, i'll wake up and i'm just like oh this fucking bullshit not sleeping tonight <laughs> guess i better play fallout it's yeah so uh, we're gonna get into a little bit later why that actually is probably going on what's mm. going on with that and sure. about the non-rapid eye movement it, it stage stage yeah. i think uh, one or two and, uh, that she's just staying and she's never able to get past that one it mm -hmm. seems yeah um that well, could actually, be something going on i think it's interesting that you bring up like the rapid eye movement and everything so i, I deal mm -hmm. with um a problem called like uh it's RBD. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it's called, um, but I think it's like REM sleep behavior disorder, something like that. Okay. But basically, like, I act out my dreams. So, like, I'll go to sleep, and then, like, I'll wake up, and, like, I'll be doing a motion of, like, washing dishes or something, or, like, I don't know. When I was in high school, I used to play in the band. I was a drummer, and um, awesome. I would wake up, like, drumming in the middle of, like, my living room. And I have oh, no idea yeah. why. Um, yeah, because so it's like your. A lot of your... it does have to do with what stage of REM you're at, because that's usually when it happens, also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like your body doesn't like shut down its muscular system and it's still able to, to move and everything, which is like it, that's key. That has to happen at one of the stages in REM right. sleep. But, but moving on into, uh, Eve, do you know? I mean, because, you know, sleep paralysis is one of those things that is experienced, you know, culture wide. You know, um, do you, now, do you know, are you familiar with how maybe, you know, how other cultures interpret this? Have you um, ever done, no, like, any, any looking into I, it just I out of curiosity? Really well, uh, good thing we got you on the line because uh, Mr. Passion over here. Get into that. Yeah, he took it. He's like, you know what? I'm going to look up and see what the rest of the world, how they see it. And I'm uh, going to let him All right. take so, it. All right. So I looked into it and – it was kind of hard to get too much information on it because generally there'd be something that just like does a quick list and makes little blurbs. You know, you get like a sentence or two out of each other culture. Um, but I noticed, as we mentioned, it's associated with either a hypnagogic, which is at the onset of sleep. Which is what uh, Eve is experiencing. Which is what you're experiencing. Or there's hypnopompic, which is at when you wake up, which is what the people I know who have experienced yes. it. Yes tends to happen there um, and most common i think as well uh so that's they've grouped this into three types um like the the kind of hallucinations or whatever that come with it there's the intruder there's the unusual body experiences where there's an incubus we got, a, we, uh, we got, got another, call another caller hold up we gotta mute that there for a moment can i can i answer both yeah why not all right, Eve. Here, stand by. We fix. Oh yeah, yeah. I have to hang up on Eve. Okay, no, hang up on them. But I can hear them ringing. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I didn't know that we can do that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, so sorry. anyway, um, there's intruder that characterizes a feeling of fear 
or there's an unpleasant unpleasant presence in the room like you're experiencing or you were usually the hag um but the there's also auditory Jackson. and visual hallucinations can be um the unusual bodily experiences uh, involve like hovering sensations or out of body experiences that seem to come with this like you can't move but you're also hovering and you can see your body there like out moving. of body kind of thing yeah right Ooh. and then incubus is the chest pressure shortness of breath uh you know because the incubus is the the demon that that puts something in you right and the succubus, uh, the succubus sucks it out sucks it out the incubus <laughs> yeah impregnates they also don't drive it. their own car uh, or they drive their own car they, yeah because take the wheel and drive they take their God own wheel and drive damn it. Yeah. Whatever tomorrow Anyways, brings, they're yeah, gonna God they'll be there. Uh, so often one and two are linked. Like the uh, the intruder tends to be incubus. Like you don't always just hallucinate someone in the room. You're also feeling the presence on your chest, i.e. incubus. So, um, there. What was my part? So there's that. Um, some cultures believe that this presence or whatever is a ghost. Uh, Chinese believe that it's. Uh, like a ghost of a, a loved one or someone you know. Mexico, they call it Se me subio el muerto, the ghost of people who Have stick died. to one's, de one's death. So they're coming around. Uh, Cambodia, Laos, and Thailand, they believe it's Stop. spirits that are holding or detaining your body for whatever reason. Iceland calls it Mara, uh, and they occupy someone's chest at night. Like they, they just go into Specifically the to your chest huh. to cause suffocation. Um, so they either believe it's a ghost of someone you know, or then more commonly than that is some sort of demon or witch. Uh, so it's weird how different cultures, like if they're heavily religious, or even just the person, if they're heavily religious, they're gonna think it's like something demon related. Whereas like oh, some absolutely. other countries who are who well, are not as religious based look at it like a little more logical. You right, know, like uh, like in Egypt. Um, they they believe that it's that it's demons and they are like scared to death of this. Whereas in Denmark, they're just like, eh, it's just something that happens Something's neurologically, you know. But right. it's 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 weird, just the interpretation. Sure. Well, I mean that's kind of religion. I mean, if you're more of a religion based, then you you believe in all that. I mean, sure. what the whole point of it is really the the demons, the angels, the saints, the savior, whatever, or you know, I mean. <laughs> Like, exorcisms and possession are all a very real thing. Um, so, yeah, so we did ghosts, but a lot of them also have different forms of demons. Uh, most notably, at least what I could find most, was Brazil. They have uh, one called Pisadiera, which is like this old crone, an old, like an old oh, woman. Like the old hag. Like the yeah. old hag with long fingernails who lurks on the roofs at night and then tramples on the chest of those who sleep on a full stomach belly up read that but like bane <laughs> uh no uh so but i don't know why you have to be on a full stomach you read it like belly read it up, again. But yes <laughs> no. not all right all right <laughs> um so anyway some variations say that that this this demon this witch wears a red cap like and, Bart Simpson. Cap, and if you and if you can take the cap then it loses its strength and will grant any wish in return for its cap. Ooh. Now, if it comes at you when you're asleep with a full stomach, I don't know how you're supposed to take its cap, but you can't move. Hmm. That's um, the, anyway, that's the so they believe uh, that this came from something called Fradino da Mao Furata. Nice. Which translates to the little hand hole friar. Oh, yeah, I knew that. 
handhole fryer. Handhole fryer. He would yeah. enter people's bedrooms and place his heavy hand upon their chest, preventing them from screaming. Ooh. While his other hand probably, probably. Yeah. <laughs> was grabbing somewhere else. It was either succubing or incubating. Sucky. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but some, so there was an old man, but it somehow turned into an old woman. Usually it is an old woman. Uh, long fingernails, creepy. Um, some believe that she has a procession of agonies. Now, how fucking badass is that? Wow. A procession of, of agonies of that she agonies. brings along. Yeah. And nice. they'll... Uh, visit individuals. So there are a lot of different terms, but it's always a nocturnal demon. Uh, like Vietnam has one they believe is controlled by Satan. Satan sending demons to you. Hmm. Um, Hungary believes it's a witch. Uh, Eskimos think it's shamans casting spells. Eskimos, okay. Something to come Inuits, and get you. And you mean? Yes. <laughs> uh, Japanese actually have a term called kanashibari, which means binding. So... You were bound by – like the word translates to binding or being bound. So they believe mm-hmm. that spirits are actually binding you to your bed. Oh. Um, Nigeria has a female demon. Uh, modern modern America, though, tends to thank aliens. aliens. There are alien oh. hallucinations instead of a spirit or a demon or some okay. shadow figure. It's it's aliens, man. So, so you remember well, that funny. guy from the History Channel? <laughs> aliens. Aliens. The meme. Yeah. Uh, so aliens. So well, yeah. Funny you mentioned shadow people. Like they always come up. What right. is it with shadow people? Well, Eve, have you seen the shadow it's people? It's dark outside. <laughs> it's dark. Eve, have you seen the shadow people? I've seen shadow person, not like shadow multiple people. Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. You've seen one person. Well, yeah. What's, what's your people like, doesn't mean like a male shadow figure in the in the corner, kind of like what you would picture Slenderman to be, but like I was okay. I was just darker, yeah. I oh, guess, Slenderman. And, more, <laughs> and so know, they're not like actually. Oh. Yeah, so they're not like physical. Like a lot of these say they sit on you or whatever, but it's not necessarily that they're using whatever demonic power they have to uh, pull your breath out, pull your life force out, whatever. Uh, like Brendan's generally, cat. like it, it's usually not. They're physically sitting on you. I mean, way back, the, the old heavy-handed fryer or whatever obviously put <laughs> sitting on you. But generally, uh, one that doesn't fit either of those, I couldn't find too much on. I really, I tried to look it up specifically, and sadly, it's a band name. It, it's a New Guinea <laughs> term that they use for it. There's a band that has named themselves that. So if you try to look it up, all you can specifically get is this band. I even tried, like, it's called Soup Nino, and I typed that in, like, sleep paralysis new guinea even to try to get as specific as possible still all about the stupid fucking band so are they possibly from new guinea as yes, well yes they are <laughs> yes uh it's so the local band it's their local band that has become more popular than this but they don't believe it's a demon so much as sacred trees 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 like their tree of life needs human essence to exist and oh. so in the evening so that they don't enter you know they don't want to interrupt with our daily goings on they're very considerate that way but hmm. at nighttime they pull their life essence out of humans to sustain wow. their own life i wonder what the origins of that uh are. i know i really wanted to look into it more and i wasn't able to find did you listen much. to the band though maybe that's what they write their <laughs> songs about um i did listen to a bit of it and oh, i wasn't did. Not impressed. Too impressed, but I guess I didn't listen lyrically, so maybe I'll have to go back and do that. But so if sometimes people awake suddenly during the feeding, hmm. that's the result of paralysis because the tree is pulling your hu- your essence, your life your force soul. out of you, uh, much like Goku. If anybody is a Dragon Ball Z fan, oh how yeah, he, how he makes the I spirit love Dragon bomb. Balls. He, yeah. he sucks the. So that's essentially what's happened. The trees of life are sucking your soul out. 
Interesting, night. dude. Very um, interesting. But, I mean, they all kind of come back to the same premise. Sure. Whether it's a ghost, an alien, a demon, or a tree. Uh, something's going something's on. Something's sucking your breath out of you, and that's why you're immobile. Yeah. All right. Kind of weird uh, that they're all still similar. Yeah. Eve, are you are you familiar with, with the artwork of, of one Nicholas Bruno, by chance? Yeah, actually. One of my favorite photographers. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. Photography, I guess, is his medium, and he's got some really. I mean, you 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 seem to know about him. Why don't you describe some of his work? <laughs> what did you do that work for us? So basically, um, he pulls together his experiences with sleep paralysis, and he um, he makes it into a visual image that you can interpret. So a lot of times, you'll see like in his photos, there are hooded figures pulling him off of a bed. Um, or like him or maybe some, some woman or something, they're just lit on fire, but immobile, oh, stuff like that. Because that's what it, I mean, at the, at the bottom of, of it all, that's pretty much what it feels like. So he really encompasses the feeling and the visuals that you may see um, into, into an image. So when you see it, you're like, yes, finally, I like have a way to express this or someone is doing what i what, interpret what's happening to what me all i the couldn't time. express somebody else right, is expressing right, for exactly. me exactly there's a uh there's actually one of the first images i ever saw was um that he had done is somebody who's tied up against the pole and they have like a target painted on their face and there's another person like shooting arrows at him um mm-hmm. that that was like really I, that really resonated with me because that's exactly what it feels like. You feel like you're in the middle of some sort of peril or danger, and there's absolutely nothing that you can do about it. Yeah, and and looking at at the pictures, like right here as I am, I, I know the other two guys can't can't see them right now, but looking at I'm, the one I'm looking at now is the guy sitting, uh, I guess, in the body of water, and he's wearing the old like scuba helmet, um, and he's got like you know a. a a, you know, a, a collapsible cool, telescope man. or whatever. Trippy. Like it's, it's just when you look, you can look at it and think, yes, that's that's such a great picture. But you can look at it and be like, okay, well, he's in water. Like there's obviously a, a water theme here. So he's he's got the helmet and maybe he's trapped at sea and wants to, you know, maybe look for land using this this telescope, but can't because he's got the the helmet oh, on. And I mean, it's just like such like so much confusion in so much of his art, like the the target like, like, as well. Really nice hotel room or doctor's office type painting, like pictures. Seems like really uplifting, good stuff to hang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know, scared a couple people off. <laughs> yeah, probably a little bit. So, um, Eve, I think you. Actually, I'm just gonna venture a guess. Hmm? Okay. What's that? Oh, um, I was. Uh, so I think you're the only one of us three that has ever, of us four, I guess, that have yeah. ever experienced it. Because I know well, I haven't. What about you two? I never. Ha- I have insomnia a lot. Like okay. I, I just always have. Okay. Now, uh, I've, I've, ex- I experience uh, having lucid dreams, but um, uh, over since I was very young, I felt like I've had this before. You know, the sleep paralysis where I felt, um, and usually it's uh, when I'm about to wake up. Usually, you know, but. Okay. Uh, there's times where I realize that I know that I'm like in this, a state of dreams, you know, like I know that I'm halfway there. And then from there I break out, you know, by relaxing. And I, I just, I'm attuned to it now. And I, it happens naturally now for me. 
and I try to not have uh, I have these more lucid dreams than I have any other kind of dreams because I'm really able to do whatever the hell I want and uh, control what's going uh, going on. Awesome. It's really cool. That seems like it would be. I just wake up and I'm like, fuck, not again. God damn it. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I also think the drugs, sleep. all the drugs help make that, you know, like happen. Oh, well, you're, well, it on depends you. on the like, drugs. <laughs> depends on the drugs. All the drug uses. Because, it's you know, it's manifestation of the mind, really, of what the brain has experienced and it manifests. And so, you know, when you're when you've seen a lot of drug hallucinations. Yeah. You know, it's got a lot to play with. Kind of plants the seed. A lot of in things your brain. you can do. You know, yeah. the mind is a very powerful thing. So, it is. so Eve, is, is there is there anything else you'd like to to add uh, that maybe we didn't cover or something specific? Um. So, like, I think that a lot of people that they say that they've experienced it once or twice. Um, I don't think that they've experienced it to the degree that the people who experience it, you know, more often do. Um. So, like. From what I've, I've talked to a couple different people who experience it just as frequently as I do, and there's, like, this weird pain behind it. I'm not sure if it's just, you know, between me and the per- people that I've spoken to that we have experienced this, this, but there's some sort of, like, pain behind it. And I'm not talking about, like, mental pain or anguish, you know, like physical pain. Um, I mean, I've had instances where, like, as I'm coming out of the sleep paralysis and I force myself to come out of it, like to switch something, um, I, I literally felt like um, every disc in my spine was just cracking. Like um, it felt like my spine was breaking in Ouch. half or sometimes it feels like wow. I'm on fire. And it's oh. weird because you guys just mentioned uh, how the mind can manifest a lot of different things. And sometimes, you know, uh, from the people that I've spoken to, like we'll experience um, our dreams in real time. So you'll have your eyes open, but your mind's still working and it projects the dream into your, you know, awakened life. So you can open your eyes, but you can't move. And if you're having some sort of nightmare, I mean, last time I can remember is um, for some reason, like I was having some crazy dream about like, I don't know, maybe it was hell or something. But I woke up and I felt like I was totally engulfed in flames. It felt like somebody took a sledgehammer to my spine. Like, it was bad. Ugh. And I want to say for, like, the next, like, couple of hours, like, I just felt physically in pain even after I w- was able to wake up. So I don't – I'm not sure if that's, like, a common factor or what it is, but I've heard a couple of different people bring that up. So I just thought it would be kind yeah, of interesting to, to mention that. that. Have you ever felt like a pain and awoke with like a mark in that area? Um, oh, yeah. I, when I was younger, that would happen a lot, actually, and that kind of freaked me out. So I totally get like the whole alien thing. Almost like I'm not sure if I believe in that <laughs> now, but when I was younger, um, I want to say in my teens or something, um, I would constantly wake up with bruises and cuts, and like I I wasn't sure how, you know, so. I don't know. Maybe it's just a matter because I I would also have instances where people would people would say, "Oh my gosh, you woke up screaming and then you just went back to sleep," like, and I hmm. had no recollection of it. Like, and I've also woken up in like different parts of the house, so that might have to do with that. But that that has happened <laughs> quite a lot in my youth. Yeah. Not not anymore really huh. though. Okay, so it's changed as it goes as you age. Like as you yeah, I think you learn to frequent. control certain things more, or you become mm-hmm. aware. I mean, like as a kid, um, I case. mean, as a kid and a teenager, I slept alone for the most part. 
So, but then as an adult, when you sleep with somebody else, I think you feel more inclined to be like respectful to them or you're more conscious of your own movements in a sense, even when you're asleep. You know, I don't know. I've slept with some person. people who don't seem to have that kind of respect. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right. So, sum it all up. What What do you think causes it? What What What's the explanation that makes makes you feel not not at ease with it, but makes it you know livable? Understandable. With? Yeah, understandable. Why does this okay. happen? What's What's your explanation? What do you tell yourself? Um, well, the whole like demon thing freaks me out too much for for me to be comfortable with it. So, um, I do like to think about it in like the more scientific sense. Um, I think that like your neurons are firing, and uh, I think maybe your I think it does have to do with your REM sleep, and maybe you aren't coming out of that as as you should, as you gradually should. So your neurons are still consistently firing at a, such a, a rapid rate that when you wake up, you experience that. And your body is immobilizing you so that you don't physically act out your dreams. I mean, in my case, it doesn't work. Sometimes I do act out my dreams. But I think in most people's cases, you know, that that's that's what it is. Your, your neurons are firing so rapidly that your body's like, oh, wait, hold on a second. We gotta make sure we shut you down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Did we lose her there? No. Okay. You know, yes. Uh, I think. Basic. Wait. Go ahead. Oh, I was just. Uh, I had talked with you about this before, but I, I had read that uh, there is a part once we get into a deep sleep that we do shut down our motor skills, so that. From back in the day when we were primitive, so we'll, we'll get we, into that yeah. here in a second. There, that's so my that's kind of that's kind of his part of it. But yeah, I think like that's exactly a part of it. And then you just don't all wake up at once or whatever. Yeah, you wake and up. I think more people might be can. more receptive to that sort of thing. Like, um, I don't know. I feel like people who might might have dealt with a lot more stress, or you know, they might deal with PTSD or something. They might be less receptive to their body actually. I don't know, um, trying to shut them down properly. And when they wake back up, it doesn't, doesn't work properly. So I think that might, might have to do with it too, because I think if a common factor might be stress and, you know, previous experiences with stress or how well people cope with it. Um, then again, like I have a background in psychology, so that, that might be biased. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. All right, yeah, that that would science or helpful. <laughs> have you, Eve? Have you seen any professionals, medical professionals, on the topic uh, to help you out? Um, I haven't gone to do any sleep studies or anything like that. Um, but I did see a psychiatrist at one point, and um, oddly enough, and I, I don't I don't deal with depression or anything, but oddly enough, an antidepressant helped me cope with it a little bit more. So I saw a lot less episodes with that. Um, but it was just a matter of keeping me asleep, you know. So if I was taking something that would keep me asleep the whole night, I wouldn't have that. So you chug yourself yeah. a shitload of NyQuil. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and usually those things make you happy. So when you fall asleep, you fall asleep happy, and you're not you're more you're not thinking about having a, an episode. You fall right asleep, and you wake up. And it also doubles the experience when you're listening to Pharrell as well oh happy. yeah dude oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't help but feel that way i don't know happy. if i woke up 
and hallucinated Pharrell standing in the corner of my bedroom, I would probably freak the fuck out. Are you saying that because he's black? In your hallucination, is shadow person? God damn it! No. In your hallucination, is he wearing that hat? hat. Yeah. All right. well, sleep disorders suck, period. So if you've ever experienced insomnia, narcolepsy, apnea, terrors, or nightmares, or seen Tyler D- Durton, uh, you know that continued <laughs> events through endless nights, weeks, months, and years can cause oh, confusion, that's how depression. Like. Yeah, okay, mental that's a good illness. Way to put it. You know how uh, how how uh, in Fight Club he he's like in this total state of non. He kind of feels like he doesn't exist. He's just kind of going through the motions. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I feel like sleep paralysis kind of, uh, I don't know, I feel like it triggered, it's triggered that throughout my life. I just, I was kind of like an auto, what's, what's the word? Uh, autopilot? Auto, yeah, autopilot, like for a good amount of years because I just couldn't get a hang on it. So I just, I just wouldn't go to sleep or I would go to sleep and have like seven episodes a night and wake up feeling sure, like, horrible you know so you're not actually getting exactly sleep so you're kind of in a like. zombie state from no sleep sure yeah absolutely so yeah like i was saying man sleep is an important function to the human experience and maybe it's the most important function and i have an opinion on sleep paralysis so stick with me as i first uh, talk about what happens when we sleep uh before we do that eve thank you very much for joining us You've been a great guest. Yes, uh, thank thank you, you very much. There's the audience. It's clapping for you. Wow. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> we can have All an right, audience in house now that we're in a major. I hope you sleep well. Think happy thoughts before you go to bed. And I uh, hope that things get better for you in the future. Thanks. Have a good one, guys. Take yep. care. Take care. Thank you. Bye. So, first of all, what is sleep? And it's defined pretty good, pretty easily here. It's a periodic, natural, reversible and near total loss of consciousness, which is different from hibernation and a total loss of consciousness. You see the God, difference why can't there? we just hibernate? How much fucking sweeter would that be? Well, it's weird. Why do we sleep? Why don't we hibernate? You know? Well, why do we sleep? Anyone you have tell an us. answer? Well, it's not, we're not completely sure yet. You know? um, I think... Go ahead. As, as we understand the brain more, um, we, maybe, but... like. It's processing and controlling so much, and you know there's so much information coming in. Mental functions. Uh, it just needs to, you know, because there's short-term and long-term memory we know, so it needs to be able to like empty the fucking file folder for short-term memory, or it needs to like it has shit it needs to do. And while it's constantly getting all of the stimulus, it can't be doing that. Stimuli. Thank you. Stimulus. Is- um. It's a package, right? <laughs> so, uh, so it's just it's it's kind of like reset. It's unplugging and plugging back in, sort of like stop fucking giving me more information so that I can catch up and. Yes, absolutely. Empty, although we're not empty the inbox. Although we're not completely <laughs> sure, um, you know, some doctors and some scientists and studies they they say recuperation, just like you're saying, you're recuperating from the day. Uh, we've all, we're all just been up a third of a day over, uh, two thirds of a day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but you know, you're going to get tired and well, sure, a lot of people say growth as well. Happens. Cause it can't just be physical cause you can just, you can rest. Mm-hmm. So it's not just rest like, but it's your brain needs, your brain needs that sleep. a break from that mm-hmm. constant. Absolutely. And we'll get barrage. more into that idea as well. Uh, growth as well. We grow when we sleep. And that's uh, another reason why babies sleep so much. I don't know why it doesn't work for my cat. He's he would be huge by now. She's getting fatter. And uh, <laughs> mental yeah, functions. 
Um, connect, uh, connect circuits in the mind for later recollection. In return, we make memories, processing the day, and it gives us creativity, such things like that. Uh, processing the day is a big one. And that's, uh, I think, a Freud uh, came up with something. Right. So then how does sex tie into that? You got to process all that booty you got that day. Ah, process a little. Process the day. Into the spank bank. The old little five to one shuffle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Stroking the one eyed lizard. So, how do we sleep? uh, Uh, Usually on my stomach because I don't want a fucking evil incubus to come climb my chest. Yeah, but that gives them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) butts up. Wait, no, because the one, the Brazilian demon only slept on. We're not in Brazil. Full stomach, uh, the American one, dude. He'll go back there and he'll. Oh, those fucking, are aliens. He'll spray you some yeah. goo. So you're, yeah, alien a- goo American right. aliens are known to just to love to just. Well, they're goddamn it. We need to keep them out too. Build a wall. Build God that wall. It. So let's talk about types of sleep, guys. Okay. <laughs> so the first stage of sleep is called the non-rapid eye movement stage one, or we'll just, just call it kind of general eye movement. Then we'll call it NREM stage one, and then this stage occurs after you have just decided to sleep and your eyes are closed. During this stage, which typically lasts about uh, one to ten minutes, you're lightly asleep, and you can quickly return to being fully awake. So that's just like dozing off kind of thing. Right, like you do with the wheel on long drives. Some some of its defining (laughs) features here. Although you are asleep, you may wake up feeling like you didn't sleep at all. Oh, that was all last night for me. Yeah, you were just in stage one for you. You just kept repeating that stage over and over. Mm -hmm. You weren't getting past. Maybe you were, maybe you weren't. Uh, your body's muscles are not inhibited yet. You roll your eyes a little bit, uh, and you oh, may yeah. slightly open your eyelids. Uh, your breathing slows down, and your heartbeat becomes regular. Your blood pressure and brain temperature decrease. And the hypnic jerk we sometimes experience when falling asleep, accompanied or not by the sensation of falling down, happens oh, yeah, during that this stage. All the time to me. Like, yeah. I get that. Usually it's off a bike for some reason. Like, I'm... Riding a bike and falling mm-hmm. and jerk really fast. I've Sometimes got, it's like off a cliff. I've gotten that yeah, sensation just like in the middle of the day, like while I'm full just jerk awake. All of a sudden. Just, but like you have that jerk and you have that feeling that you were, were usually falling. like really spacing weird. off kind of at the time. I mean, like I'm, zoning out pretty hard and then I, also like. Whoa. You Sometimes. know what they call that? Um, some say it's a vestigial reflex humans de- uh, develop during the evolutionary process to prevent them. From falling off the trees. That That's what I was going to say oh. when we were talking to Eve. Yeah. During the, what was it called? The, veget- the what? The, vegeta- the vegetable vegetative? tray. Uh, the, veges- <laughs> the vegetile. Vagisil? <laughs> the vegetile. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say vegetile. I was trying to say that. Vagisil. Vagisil? No, vestigial. Oh, during the vagisilic era. Vestigial okay. reflex. Yeah. No, no, no. Not when you, that's the thing. You're talking about when they, when they, uh, they clamp it up and they like, <laughs> they let go. It's their little. Uh, oh, not vagisil. 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 <laughs> okay, anyways, you guys are we're, we're getting away from it. But did you know people with a regular sleeping habits tend to have these hypnic jerks more often? You might have watched some Seinfeld and uh, heard about the Jimmy Legs when you got someone that's nope. jerking. Oh, I don't remember that, that makes one. That, that makes a jerk, and they have to sleep in separate beds. And I've, I have several I people that uh, next to me where they're in this stage right before we, right when we lay down to sleep, and they're falling, and they're in stage one, and they do like a jerk for mm-hmm. a moment. You oh, know? yeah. And that happens to me. I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, usually, the I'm usually the one doing the jerking. Ah, my man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, laugh track. <laughs> All right, I like Pete. That one. Uh, when uh, NREM stage two kicks in, 
Some things are going to get serious oh, here. Shit. I'm super ethereal. So sleep hits the fan. We're in NREM yeah, stage oh, two. Defining sleep. features here. Stage two sleep, which usually lasts about 20 minutes, is characterized by slowing heart rate and a decrease in body temperature. Mm -hmm. Your body reduces its activity to prepare you to go into deep sleep. It becomes harder to wake you up. Your brain starts to emit larger waves. Your blood pressure also decreases and other metabolic oh, functions shit. slow down too. That emit waves. I just wish we actually could, like, as you're falling asleep with all the <laughs> these, like, pulsing waves well, come perhaps, bouncing out of your head like your perhaps, Professor X or something. Yeah, perhaps some uh, some animals can see waves. Who knows what they That's actually true. see. They can see they in a different, different well, I mean, spectrum. I mean, technically, we all see waves. I'm just saying, guys. We all see but waves. We, with our, what did the ocean we see say a to tiny, the beach? Tiny, hey. Hey. Nothing. It just oh. waved. Oh, wrong joke. Oh, I didn't hear you. <laughs> With the one, what did the ocean, ocean say to the, the beach? Other? Oh, nothing. Yeah. He just waved. I thought it was going to be the, the other ocean. La ocean? <laughs> You're what ocean? <laughs> what ocean? I'm from Laos, stupid. Uh, the first two stages of NREM sleep. Japanese? <laughs> I'm from Laos, stupid. Laos is a landlocked country. Okay, anyway, so here we go. Uh, right, the right, first right. two stages of NREM sleep together are often referred to as light sleep. Okay. Did you know? We spend most of our nights in stage two sleep, which is around 45% of our total sleep duration. Duration? I know. Duration. <laughs> you guys know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I don't know how you misread that. I didn't duration. misread it. I just said that. I thought it would be fun. And around stage three, all right? This stage, uh, this sleep stage refers to the combined stages of what previously separated in stage three and four. Uh, let's talk about its defining features. This stage typically starts 35 to 45 minutes after falling asleep. Mm -hmm. As electroencephalographs, uh, it's a test or record of brain activity. I'll say that again. It's an electroencephalograph. Can you say that? <laughs> electroencephalograph. Electroencephalograph. Electro yeah. I'm glad you said it so easily, guys. Our brain waves slow down and become larger, and that's how we're able to test it because of this. Uh, in Our brains get larger? Electro our brain waves. Oh, the waves. The, Back the, to those the, waves. The waves. Yeah. We're going to be talking about a lot of waves. At this point, you sleep through most potential sleep like disturbances. Like at the sporting event, yeah. Hooray! <laughs> you'll sleep through those. Yeah, uh, you better not sleep through no, those. You'll no. get your ass kicked. Yeah, sleep through those. If you were sleeping in NREM 3, oh, you might miss it out. You might miss out on this. But at this mm. point, you sleep through most potential sleep disturbances, noise and movements without showing any reaction. Oh, okay. If you actually wake up during NREM stage sleep, there's a high probability you are going to feel disoriented for the first few minutes. Sure. Mm. Okay. Yeah, right? I mean, I've, I've had, had those. <laughs> well, you get wake up, you're like, wait, what? What's that? Where am I? Well, what? yeah, but nights like that, you usually wake up on a couch or a floor right, somewhere. Right. <laughs> and you've been drinking. I've totally oh, yeah, done that. Totally. in a beer. Not necessarily. I mean, yes, sometimes. But there are times you just wake up on a couch and, like, Sometimes Where am I? What's going on? on what couch. day is it? What's going on? What the fuck? Where am I? Oh, wait. I'm in my house. This is. Oh, I just. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, it takes a while. Like, you don't even know where the what building you're in, and then finally, things you're like, oh yeah, I fell asleep watching. Yeah. And you start the it comes, office it comes or back whatever. To you. So yeah. this is like this the intro stages to to deep sleep. Yes, this intro is the the very first stage. Well, there's only one more stage left in this deep deep sleep. But, but did you know about uh, NREM stage three? That other names of this stage include the being slow, in a corner, be, no slow wave sleep baby. and the delta sleep. Oh yeah, uh, that's because that's the, the waves. The brain kind waves, of waves that are delta, uh, delta yeah. waves. Yeah. Uh, REM stage four. Now this is the final stage of a standard sleep cycle. The first rapid eye movement sleep stage lasts about 
10 minutes and usually happens after having been asleep for at least 90 minutes. Hmm. Some of its defining features, as it uh, as its name indicates, your eyes move more rapidly in all directions during rapid eye movement sleep. I don't know why that is. It's weird, right? Or if we, that's the deepest sleep, well, because when that's they when you're dreaming, is it? That's when because don't you only dream in like deep REM sleep? And it's like you're you're probably looking around a yeah. lot when you're when you're in, in, your, in your dream, state. yeah. And but we're not interpreting that as like moving a lot. We're just it's such a slow thing for us. Like if we've been in REM for you know ten minutes, which is that's about as long as it goes by for. Um, and I'll tell you some more, but uh, yeah, once you get into that, it, it, it seems like a long fucking mm-hmm. time. Well, so. most dreams happen just like that, like. You know, real time, but in your mind, they draw out forever. Absolutely. They're yeah. in your mind. You're living mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Um, the first uh, happens after around 10 minutes, and then uh, oh, it lasts around 10 minutes and usually happens after being asleep for 90 minutes. So you have to be asleep for an hour and a half before it starts kicking in. Um, Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I said that already. So uh, it, during the stage of sleep, and it's the deepest, the powerful dreams usually happen. The deepest, same goes bluest. for us. My head is like a shark's. <laughs> uh, the same goes for sleepwalking and bedwetting episodes. Bedwetting? Yeah. So uh, oh. when you REM and you're drunk, you're probably going to piss yourself. Um, this stage also I is mean, characterized by yeah. an increase. Never done it either. Um, however, there was a, there was this girlfriend that I lived with that we went, be- went to bed drunk, and uh, she had already fallen asleep, and I had gone to the bathroom. Like, she took an to get up, and she was like, sli- like she was already deep sleep by the time I was like there. And uh, it's like, you need to get up and go to the bathroom because she had pissed the bed before. I'm like, you need to get up because oh, she shit. didn't fucking piss before you go to bed. And that's like a big thing. You got to do that. At least empty yourself out before you go back to bed. Right, right. And she never did that. And she pissed the bed a couple of times. It, was, it sucks. Anyways, um, I was like, you need to get up. Uh, you need to go to the bathroom. You know, and you see her. She's like in a kind of fetus position, but kind of looking like if she was sitting down like on the toilet. And you th- I saw it through her pants. It just started spraying up a little bit. And then just her pants just getting wet. I'm like, you're going right now. And she's like, huh? huh? And it took her a little bit to get right back where she was. And she had to get up. And by then we were, I mean, we were able to treat it quick because we ha- it happened really fast. Well, yeah, you, you were at the spur of the moment. I uh, used to have a friend back in my Kansas drinking days. We would always party at this one house, and they designated her a specific room and that bed. They put, like, the plastic oh, wrap over the mattress underneath the sheets but kept the wow. plastic wrap because she was just known. She just – she's going to piss the bed. It's going to, like – It sucks, We dude. don't even have to wonder if. It's for sure going to happen. Gonna so happen. give her give her the, wow. the plastic mean, wrapped bed. See, I'm bladder challenged. I'm not uh, – I got bladder privilege, so I can't – You got bladder it. privilege. <laughs> I can't just say that. So REM stage, uh, usually uh, – typically – Gets Weird. longer and longer as the night goes by, and the last REM stage can last an hour. So each time it cycles, which it does every 90 minutes or so, um, it, your REM last final stage gets better and better and better, and then you're Until fucking you're able to fight the fucking world. Basically got a full-length album yeah. from REM. <laughs> That's right. So what happens yes. during REM? Um, you lose your religion. Number one, you lose your religion. Uh, you're in the spotlight, first of all, and then you lose your religion. Oh, right, right, right. I did it wrong. I'm yeah, sorry. Sorry. And then uh, you have to write a song about a man on the moon, uh, but no. Yeah, but I don't believe. But in science, if you guys, we're talking scientifical. Let's let's bring it down to a more uh, layman's okay. point of view here. Like, okay, so number one is a cortical activation, stimulations of the areas of the cerebral and cerebellar cortexes. Attainment is possible through sensory arousal or mental tasks and more. Uh, this means your brain stimulates itself by just working. But why? want stimulation 
Stimulation, simulation. Absolutely. Money sto- uh, sh- uh, many studies show that the brain wants and needs to be stimulated yeah. and will use whatever it can to manifest from previous experiences and moments. This helps us create memories and create pathways to those memories. Hmm. Uh, it also helps us process the day and packs away information. We've said that in, uh, already there. Number two, sensory blockade. This is like how local anesthetics were uh, block the conduction of the sensory motor and sympathetic nerve fibers. Uh, perception of, a, of pain and skin sensation are both altered as a result of sensory nerve blockade. Uh, but why does that happen? Perhaps uh, this is like a reboot process, uh, a way okay. of conserving energy, and it moves it up to the brain and the eyes there, lets it happen up there. Number three, muscular paralysis. With the motor cortex active, the brainstem blocks it, leaving the muscles paralyzed except for the eyes. Why? Why, Nick Ryder? Well, leave us paralyzed except for the eyes so we don't fall out of trees, man. Yeah, exactly. Well, it also helps you prevent from uh, acting out those dreams that you're yeah, going to have. Yeah, you don't want to be like Ron Swanson and have sleep fights. Well, I think I think Eve. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, suffer from sleep fighting. God, yeah. that sounds awful. I like, think I think Eve touched on that, that, she, that. That's where that disorder comes in. Is where that paralysis part doesn't kick in, and she does kind of act acting out. out. Yeah. So. Hopefully, she's not a sleep fighter. Uh, let me tell you about comedian. All that fallout that could end up bad if anyone has to sleep next to her and she starts acting out. Some Go on a oh, absolutely. Video hunt down some bottle caps. <laughs> like if I was spending all day playing Tetris, which I have, I've had dreams of uh, yeah, Tetris. Playing dreams, Tetris. You know, it's, it's the kind of thing that's going to sure. stick no, around totally with you. That. I, that's like, a mental thing. You know, totally keep your, you got to keep your mind. That's why the drugs help because it makes you happy. Got to keep forget. your mind limber. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you about comedian Mike Berbigula. Uh, he was having a bug. Berbiglia. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mike Berbiglia was having a vivid dream about a guided missile that was headed right where he was sleeping. So fearing for his life, Mike jumped out the window to avoid death from an explosion. Wow. Uh, Mike wakes up from the hospital only to finally understand that he jumped out of the second story window in real life. Now he sleeps in a sleeping bag and he's wrapped up like a Berbiglia Rito. <laughs> Uh, so he doesn't do this again. Give him a buzzer. Give him the buzzer. That was a good one. What are you talking about? Your execution was terrible. Burbiglorito. I can't. Burbigliorito. God damn it. I could have said it better. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mike was disconnected. Why you rehearse, man? I tried to. I <laughs> uh, wrote it a couple times. Mike was disconnected from this RMS. Pro- uh, R- RMS? RMS? Mean, are you been studying uh, electronics lately? Uh, REM process. He, so he was disconnected from muscle pa- uh, paralysis. Paralysis. Now I'm, I'm just I'm getting You're all over the place. You're on a roll. I'm on a roll. Paralysis. In most cases of a sleep disorder, two REM processes turn on while the other remains off for an undetermined amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, uh, one and two, which is the cortical activation, which is the stimulated brain activity and the sensory blockade turn on to return to alpha and the muscular pariah. Uh, pri- I'm doing it again. <laughs> a muscular pariah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, m- muscle. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Let me just like get regain my How now, thoughts brown here. cow? How now, Muscular brown cow? Muscular paralysis. Paralysis. I knew it. But remain. It turns. It remains on, uh, or just turns on. And this is what we know as sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. uh, sensory blockade, and a muscular paralysis returning to alpha. But the cortical activation continues. That person can easily get up and walk around. Uh, that's a sleepwalker. Mm-hmm. So something is turning off. Something's turning on. Have you guys ever sleepwalked? I don't think sleepwalked? so. Sleepwalk. What's the What's the term there? Sleepwalk. Did you ever sleepwalk? sleepwalk? Have you ever sleepwalked? I don't know, but what a great fucking song that is. Have you ever sleepwalked? 
After a whiskey and a beer. After a whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. No, it's an instrumental. Oh. oh. Uh, why do we dream? Anyone have any idea? Sigmund Freud does. For people to analyze. Does. Sigmund Freud's ideas are probably dicks. It's probably because we all crave. We want to fuck our mothers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sigmund Freud wrote. Uh, Penis in the, in, envy. In the Interpretation of Dreams, Chapter 3, Paragraph 105. I'm going to read this in uh, Sigmund Freud's voice. See how many times he says penis. <clears throat> it is easy to show that the character of wish fulfillment in dreams is often undisguised and un or actually recognizable so that one may wonder why the language of racists <laughs> stop being racist wait so that, that, that's a freudian slip right there that is a freudian slip <laughs> so that one may wonder why the language of dreams has not long since been understood there is, for example, a dream which I can cause as often as I like, as it were experimentally. If in the evening I eat anchovies, olives, or other strongly salted foods, I become thirsty at night. Whereupon I waken. The awakening, however, is preceded by a dream, which each time the same ca uh, content, namely that I am drinking, I quaff water in long drafts. <laughs> It tastes as only sweet as only a cool drink can taste when one's throat is parched. And then I awake and have an actual desire to drink. The occasion of this dream is thirst, which I perceive when I awake. The wish to drink originates from this sensation, and the dream shows me that this wish has fulfilled. End script. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I like that your impression really only turned W's into V's. And that's, that's it. No, no, no. no. And but, I wanted but, to, there's so many W's. <laughs> but it, I, I was on. I was starting to get like undertones of Joseph Goebbels. <laughs> what it was getting uh, Russian in there too? I didn't hear any Russian. Goebbels? No, yeah, he, he was. Uh, he was the propaganda minister. Oh for right. The Nazis. Uh, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> the vacant, yeah. however, is preceded was, by a dream. Was Freud German? I thought he was Austrian. I thought, yeah, Austrian I was going. I was, something. yeah, I was, it was the closest thing to not going into an Arnold. So it's like, this is to show that the kind. I feel like Arnold would have been better. Yeah, the two of them should have talked because you know Arnold just all day I'm calming. I'm calming. Just always calming when and, I dream about them calming. And Freud would be Sit like, down. Very interesting. Tell me about your mother. And also you it's like cigars. Mother. Oh, I see. Yes, interesting. Oral fixation you have. So the study of dreams is known as um, onerology. Um, I, I might be saying that right. Onir I might be saying that ology. right. <laughs> I might be saying that wrong or right there. Uh, onerology. Oneurology. Uh, uh, no, it's uh, – anyways. Someone that is experiencing sleep paralysis can turn a nightmare into a vivid, lucid dream. Lucid dreaming is very intense, and the oh, experiences is – Sorry, real quick. Okay, if they're experiencing sleep and not – now I'm doing it. Damn it. Paralysis. Yeah, see, it happens. You're saying turn a nightmare into a vivid lucid dream. But if they're having sleep paralysis, they're not having a nightmare. They're awake and not able to move. Maybe hallucinating, but that's not a nightmare to turn into a dream. So I'm not understanding how you, you can take sleep paralysis and turn it into a lucid dream if you're two-thirds awake. Once you understand that you're having paralysis, that's when you can step into a vivid lucid dream. But that means you'd have to fall back asleep? No, no, no. You just have to. You do have to fall back asleep. But to help you fall back asleep, by um, I've heard. Uh, if you go check out some YouTube videos, there are people that say when you start feeling that tightness in your chest, they want you to breathe out and like like uh, you're releasing air from a tire. 
Okay. Just like that. And then roll your eyes back and try to uh, and try to relax. And then this kind of stage happens where you can fall back asleep. Or if you continue to stay in that state, you can start stepping up. And they say, try to be aware of yourself. Look at your hand a lot. You know, stick your hand, your finger through your hand. Uh, when this starts happening, you can start understanding that you are controlling this. And you can go on and step away from your, uh, you can sit up. You can start walking around. And if you're disconnected from one of those things, you could be sleepwalking at that as well. Um, What's the purpose of the hiss thing? Just to give you something to focus I on? Think it's, it's so much about the chest and the breathing and the loss of breath. So it's just a way to like gain control like, of your breathing, okay. something steady. And and you're also not using your, your you're chest breathing. You're kind of using diaphragm. your, your, your the, Yeah, so you're not like <laughs> gasping or whatever. It's something sure. slow. So, you know, like holding your breath for hiccups or anything to kind of shock the diaphragm back into stability. But gotcha. lucid dreaming isn't very – it's very intense – and the experience is different for everyone. So if you don't want to try it, don't do it. Uh, there's yeah, just do acid instead. Yeah, it's no, it's, it's <laughs> more dangerous than doing acid. Lucid uh, dreaming is more dangerous than acid. No, no, no. Uh, oh, you, I'm just joking. I was like, <laughs> how the fuck does that PSA. work? PSA. It's no more dangerous than just going to sleep normally, but emotionally, you may experience things you're not prepared for. That makes sense. In conclusion, the brain's a tricky motherfucker. Sleep researchers conclude that in most cases, sleep paralysis is simply a sign that your body is not movely, uh, moving smoothly through the stages of sleep. Rarely is sleep paralysis linked to deep underlying psychiatric problems. Recurrent isolated sleep paralysis is fairly common, and in most cases, it does not affect your sleep or overall health. Talk to your doctor if episodes of sleep paralysis make you anxious. You should see a sleep specialist if the episodes keep you up at night, uh, not this episode though, uh, or make you very tired during the day. Uh, the do- if, you, if you're listening to this show and this show's making you sleepy, uh, then uh, maybe that's a good thing for some people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, Insomnia. Uh, the doctor will need to know when the sleep paralysis started. They will want to know how often it occurs and how long it lasts. Or you can try to turn your nightmares, which doesn't mean like you're having nightmares, but some interpret nightmares into lucid dreaming. So Google that for more information and shop around. Don't just take one person's word. I'm just one person. Don't take my word for it. I'm not also a client. Uh, (laughs) Either way, it's going to take some time, which we all have. And uh, and that's it, man, for for now. Like I said, the the brain's a tricky motherfucker. And next week, we're going to talk about a brain. Not next week. Uh... In a couple episodes, because I have this almost ready, uh, we're going to talk about a brain that has the memory of a goldfish. A man with the seven-second memory. So be nice. sure to subscribe to Emergency Exit wherever you listen to your favorite pods. Look us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Um, all that good stuff. Thanks, Nick, for being here. Yeah, man. Thanks, Brandon, for being here. So for Nick Ryder, for Brandon Mitchell, I'm Lo Sane. That's right. right.